Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. My Facebook feed just started playing, and so I was hearing myself, and it was very weird. So anyways, okay, welcome back, all that stuff. We're here, we're out of practice. It's Adam, it's Rhiannon, it's me, Caleb. Uh, I took a family vacation, it was lovely, and then we took the kids to school, so we're back. How are you guys? We did not get canceled. You guys tried canceling us. And and we come back. We're like, what is it? We're like roaches. That's a that's actually a pretty good description. We are like, I am at least. You guys can speak for yourself, but I feel like some days I am a cockroach. I just so, have to say that, like, if people miss us when we take three weeks off like that, they need to let us know because so it wouldn't did. have taken much for us to be like, oh, we'll squeeze in a recording. Yeah. I, I I got a message that was like, hey, oh, I love the podcast. Just wondering if you guys are okay. And oh, I was good. like, oh, someone missed us. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You could say, okay. I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're live. They missed okay. Caleb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did catch COVID. So, you know. Yeah. Rhiannon finally got it. It finally fell out. I, like, I caught it like the weekend the booster was approved. I'm so mad. And you were all at san diego sneezing on people having people sneeze on you shaking hands everyone was wiping their boogers on each other and you still didn't catch covid at san diego so san diego i will say there was a lot there was very good adherence to the mask policy i mean there was lots of hugging and crying and all that but we all had masks on while we did it Mm -hmm. um so i really do think in those large events the mask wearing helps the way Adam just told it, you're just all slobbering and uh, like that description is kind of gross. I was like, is what do you think now? actually happens? In San Diego? I mean, like uh, maybe at your wedding, we'll see. <laughs> okay, we don't want to share. We can't share anymore about where you actually caught COVID, though, right? Because it makes sense. Okay, my story is that I caught it in Florida. Right, which makes that's, perfect sense. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. I caught it before Florida. I probably took it to Florida. No, probably... you actually, Ron DeSantis gave you COVID. <laughs> that's what yeah. I heard. Ron DeSantis <laughs> actively did it. I, mean, I think I saw somebody at the airport just like coughing on everybody as you come off the plane. My apologies I, to any Floridians that listen to the podcast, but I, I just imagine, you know, Hawaii, you get delayed, you get laid in Hawaii. I just picture like any, like sitting outside of Tampa airport, there's some dude just like snorting pepper just so he can sneeze on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Let's talk about She-Hulk. So just as far as what we're doing today, we're not going to talk a ton about D23 because by the time this comes out, you will know more than we do. And that's kind of no fun. And I think uh, some of us may be at this point compromised as to our ability to speak about D23 as a potentiality instead of a probability. And so uh, I was thinking we'll just talk about She-Hulk today because we've got four episodes and we really haven't got into it. So, Yeah. And I mean, I feel like our listeners need to know we're recording this. This will probably come out after the D23 panel, but we're recording it before the D23 panel. Correct. So uh, if we sound stupid about something, that's why. Yeah. So Rhiannon, I'm interested in your take first. I think you were the most excited about She-Hulk. How has it been? I have loved it. Um, I've I've really liked it. I really liked, I, I love the fourth wall breaking to just address some of the elephants in the room or to just sort of like straight on address some of the criticism and, and um, you know, just, just answer questions. I've, I've, I like the fourth wall breaking. 
really like Jen. Uh, she, you know, she seems like the type of person that I can relate to and I would hang out with and I would enjoy being around um, aside from attorneys sometimes being just attorneys, but I, I, I Michael really... T. Ford, we still love you. Huh? I oh. said, Michael T. Ford, we still love you. <laughs> I love Michael T. Ford. I, I forgot he was an attorney. And I was sitting here. I was like, I feel like I have an attorney. And that would no. Um, I, I, I am, yeah, overall, I have nothing but positive things to say. What are you guys, are you guys liking it? Yeah. I mean, so far, yes. Uh, it's really interesting. I've had a hard time talking about the show. It's not like my favorite thing. I don't like love it, but I don't dislike it either. For me, it doesn't like resonate the same way, but that's fine. It's good that things aren't all like kind of aimed directly at like my interests and such. I was thinking as you were talking, even Rhiannon, like, is this the Marvel character whose life is most similar to your life? I mean, I'm just thinking about like a woman living in a city, single, professional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's it is like, I, so I do feel that like the half hour comedy released weekly is hindering, like it, it does sort of like there's such short episodes and you have to wait a whole other week before you get any more of it that it's just kind of like, all right, I'm really getting into it. And then, okay. Um, And they've been, I feel like they've been grateful episodes, but I don't know. There's something about that, 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 that I do think like, I think as a binge, it will be much more enjoyable for folks, but yeah, I, I totally, yes. She's a highly educated person with great family support living in a city, you know, just feeling like as she is she's somewhat invisible and um i i do relate to this character a lot so i i'm enjoying it on a lot of those fronts um and that's where like i think there's a lot of areas it's just been so funny to me watching some of the criticism of the show because people are like this doesn't make sense and i'm just like Oh no, that made perfect sense. Like the fact, and the fact that you don't understand it doesn't surprise me one bit, uh, because there are a lot of things that I feel like the world just sort of like doesn't understand about certain experiences. Um, I mean, like particularly like that first episode where she turned into the Hulk because those guys were like coming to her after she was like, no, no, um, you know, like just sort of that reaction of that's when you just sort of snap was a very relatable thing um and the idea that it's just a a stupid cliche no it's a cliche because that's actually what life is like for people and the fact that it's not that way for you doesn't mean that it's not true (laughs) yeah yeah like the fact that you don't realize why she found that infuriating is not surprising for all the women of the world i mean and not you but right you know the fact that there are people out there that don't understand why that's infuriating is not surprising to the people that do find that infuriating um so so i mean i I definitely am enjoying those little moments, Um, you know, and sort of how she's evolving into like, oh, I do have this power. I have this power that makes me sexy to everybody. I have this power that makes me strong. I have this power that makes me, you know, impenetrable. The way she's sort of coming into her own with that power is I'm enjoying watching that process. Um, 
But I also enjoy, and this is after that first episode, talking with a lot of my girlfriends that watch the show, a lot of us, what we loved about that first episode was how the women all came together in the bathroom and how they showed this like women supporting women. And I feel like we're seeing a lot of that in the show. We're seeing Nikki support her. We're seeing, um, I don't know how much other support that way we're seeing, but, but it does feel like they're giving this image of women supporting women as well, which isn't always the case or isn't always the case in television. So that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Adam, what do you think, man? How's it been? It's awesome, man. No, it's crazy good. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the internet, man. The internet's just, I, people just like to just like bitch about stuff, man. Why? She looks perfectly all right. The CGI is somewhat better, but I mean, whatever, you know, but uh, again, it's something Marvel's never done before. And we'll get to the day where we can no longer use that as an excuse, but at least here they've, they've never done what they're doing with She-Hulk. Um, I think it's probably still way too short of episodic run times, but um, at the same time, you know, I don't think you can go longer because then a lot of the stuff will become grating and uh, more Deadpoolish than than not. Well, four episodes in, good so far. Wong Wong's been amazing, of course. Wong is like the new. Nick Fury, in a sense. I mean, he, he's going to show up in everything. Um, I'm sure he's in Secret Invasion somehow. I'm sure he's in everything next year. Um, but he's been great. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting you guys both mentioned sort of the format. It is, as a comedy, it's common for comedies to be 30 minutes. But I can't think of a 30-minute law show ever, right? Like, aren't law shows usually an hour to, like, untangle the case? I mean, they compared this a lot to Ally McBeal, and but I think Ally McBeal even was an hour. Usually, there's enough twists and turns in the case that like it has to have a little time to unfurl, you know. I mean, I feel like Night Court was probably a half hour comedy. That is true. Yes, if Night Court was the precedent that they were going for, then uh, that that makes sense. I think certainly. I mean, the CGI is an interesting thing. It's been talked about a lot. I notice, you know, we know that they use different vendors. I do feel like there's a lot of disparity. I think it was episode three. There's one shot where she's walking into her office where like, it's like her head didn't even like get tracked exactly right. Like it kind of like moves on her neck in kind of a weird way. And I was like, oh, when that happened. But then later on there was, she was doing the TV interview and it looked great. And the way the lighting hit and like the clarity was there. And I think the writers have admitted that they probably wouldn't have had her She-Hulk out as much if they had known exactly what the VFX would have meant on the back end. I I think it's fair to suggest there's been growing pains for Marvel and like, how much can we afford to do in a TV show? How long is it going to take? And as you know, at some point I would think they've got to be smarter about what characters they budget for a show versus a movie, but. I don't think that'll ever be like changed though, because it's all, it all comes back to, to reshoots and crap like that. You know, I mean, Marvel screen tests, everything to death, damn near and, and reshoots upon reshoots upon reshoots. I mean, if they shoot a scene a month before the episode airs, you know, there's not that much uh, the VFX teams can do. 
so unless they stop doing that type of stuff, which they won't, because that's how you get the the mass audience reaction as good as it is, you know. But if you go into a show that has a character that in the comics, I mean, in the comics, she stayed as She-Hulk a lot of the time, too. This isn't like something that the writers of the show decided to do. It's it's a gen characteristic you know you're going to need that much vfx i mean i don't i I feel like whoever greenlit this should have greenlit it knowing you're going to have a massive amount of vfx and therefore we need to plan schedule for that and we need to plan budget for that or else the show that i mean that's a critical element of the show yeah i think that's what i find a little surprising when this thing got announced what was it d23 in 2019 was it something like that i think when we first heard this was coming you know three years ago when it was announced we said oh wow they're gonna do a tv show with a character that's you know cgi that much of the time and then as we got closer and they did like sizzle reels for disney plus and none of them included any images of her we're like oh i wonder if they're having trouble with the vfx and then the trailers came out we're like Oh, this just doesn't look quite right. And there's, like I said, still just shots that kind of surprise us. I don't know. You're right. I- I'm with you, Rhiannon. They should have known, yet it seems like no amount of previous knowledge was allowed, allowing them to get that figured out fully, you know? Yeah. I mean, Marvel at this point should know the time and expense that VFX take. Yeah. I, th- I, I'm not buying that that's a surprise. I mean, if it is, I think that's a bad sign. Yeah. for just how they're keeping up with everything that's being kept up. It also makes me so curious about, like, is a feminine face hulked out, like, just weirder to our eye than a masculine one for some reason? Or, like, does the stubble help out, like, their Hulk CGI? Or are we just used to it? Or, you know, how many of the VFX artists are men? And maybe does that affect, like, I do wonder if there's more than just time and money that makes this a harder crack than just throwing, you know, Bruce up on the screen again. Yeah. That they had to make her pretty. I mean, and there was talk of when they thought about how she would look as a hooked out person, how she had to be acceptable for society. She had to be somebody that you could see going out to dinner and hanging out at a bar and stuff like that, which I, uh, there's a whole lot of different body types that aren't hulks that, that, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, maybe they were putting a whole lot of effort into that of making her pretty. Yeah. Uh, breaking news coming across the wire from D23. Disney is remastering the old Sega Gargoyles game. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Video YouTube. game news. Yeah, you two don't give a crap about that, but that's the biggest news for me out of D23. So I never played that, Adam. Was it good? The Gargoyles game? Meh, it's all right. It's like uh, just the, you, you know, the Sega game. It's like the Mario type thing. So is it like um, a scroll, like a, a side scroll yeah, fighting yeah. thing? Kind of like, like Maximum Carnage or whatever? Exactly. It, yeah. And you jump and punch people and stuff like that. So you two talk about She-Hulk. I will BRB for five minutes. <laughs> oh, um, we'll give it to Adam for gargoyles. I mean, yeah, if we have any gargoyles talk, we'll, we'll be there for you. He's, he's um. 
I do find it really interesting. I think the comedy has been fun. I think it's been funny. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed having a different tone. Um, it strikes me as weird. I mean, I don't want to spend all day talking about people who don't like it and why they're stupid for not liking it. It is weird to me that people don't seem to be okay with comedic stuff. I mean, like, there was so much talk about, like, the twerking and Megan the Stallion. But, yeah, people love Iron Man and, like, you know, his plane with a stripper pole and, you know, Elon Musk appearing and, like, Iron Man 2. Like, I don't know. I'm just struggling to understand why people have to freak out about something being funny. I think it's enjoyable and great that Marvel is doing something that's different. And I'm enjoying having a different change of pace than, you know, what Moon Knight or Miss Marvel looked like. Yeah, um, I I like that they can laugh at themselves and that they have a lot of that. I People, there, there are a lot of people that went into this looking for reasons to be enraged. And people that assign a certain level of, I don't know, just sort of like make this assumption that because it's something that they don't think they'll like, that it's supposed to be all of these categories that they've assigned in their head. And the show isn't going to try to fit in those categories. It's not those categories. So I feel like there's people, one, like completionists that they have to watch it and they're mad that they're having to watch it so that they can complete it because this is not what they were, not what they signed up for when they started being a completionist in Iron Man 2 or whatever. (laughs) And therefore you know it's not fitting in these boxes that they thought it would fit in or it's not you know they're looking for reasons to be outraged so their outrage like i don't give a crap about all this outrage because i don't like because there are so many people going into it and i feel like the show is doing a really good job of acknowledging that i mean that that in episode three where they went through and they had all the screenshots of people you know why do we have a lady hulk now blah blah blah. you know they were like point blank commentary that was out on the internet after she hulk was announced and i feel like that is such a fun way of poking fun at them and laughing at themselves and and acknowledging like the bs and just not caring about it i do I have a lot of respect for Marvel letting them just sort of give that middle finger to those people and in such a blunt way. I really enjoyed this week where they called Wong like Twitter armor. Yeah. Like the, and what I think is really cool about the show is it shows how smart they are and how predictable the critics are and that they're writing and recording these jokes months ago a year ago oh yeah and they're completely accurate to what's actually happening in the social media response and it's like guys that's how predictable you are is they're responding to you 12 months ahead of time and they are correctly on the nose you know exactly exactly that's that was yeah i had that exact same thought right then i was like wow they knew they already knew what they needed to respond to yeah um i am interested in your guys take so last night we're watching with the kids and the 12 year old actually didn't love it and her thing was is this going anywhere um does it bother you at all that there's not much of an overarching plot to this thing 
I feel like each individual episode has enough of a plot that I don't mind that there's not an overarching plot. I don't, I, I, they have done so bad at overarching plots in some of these Marvel series that I, I don't care because I'm being entertained. Like I don't, I, I, I finally have started having the thoughts. Let's see, we're on episode four. We're getting 10 episodes today. I finally was like, oh my gosh, like, I do hope they tie some of this together when they put out the Madison cast poster is kind of, I was like, I hope if they are taking this person, introducing her to us, giving her a cast poster, I hope this means that somehow they're going to tie in all of this silliness. I mean, not, not, I don't expect anything in a, in a amazing way, but I do sort of what I was asking for in Thor 11 Thunder, where like the goofy actors with Matt Damon, you know, wanting them to have some sort of purpose in the final big fight. I'm hoping for that same thing throughout She-Hulk that we're being introduced to all these characters and that some of them are going to pop back up at the end and it's going to be useful in some way um, and come around. Uh, do we have a big bad? Do we? I mean, I feel like the arc, the overreaching arc right now is Jen. It's it's an origin story, Jen being She Hulk. Which, so originally the backstory was going to be what episode eight, episode nine, something like that. They were going to move it towards the back. Yeah, I don't know what the character arc would have been if they had done it that way. I mean, I think people would have felt a bit more that some of the show is the mystery of how she becomes She-Hulk. And then that would have maybe been clarified some. I I think the thing that is a little confusing to me, and it's not bad, I just don't... There are so many times where it feels like they're starting to create a bigger thread to go through, like Bruce and the Sakaar stuff. And then that's disappeared now for two episodes. Or Titania shows up in the first episode and doesn't show up again till now. And it looks like she'll be coming back in. And Abomination kind of was building a little bit and then he's gone. And then they bring in the Wrecking Crew and do a classic Disney Plus show who has a random boss and we don't know who the boss is, you know? And all of those things to me are trying to use like genre idioms to say like, ooh, something's coming, something's coming. But then the next week it never gets referenced again. And it's not, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's bad. It's just, it's just a little unusual. I don't know why you tease that if you're not going to play it out. Um, and I think maybe some of them will come back together. I mean, the, the mid-season trailer today suggested we'll get Abomination back at some point, which I'm sure we will. And I know Titania has to be in for a lot more. They've, they've done way too much to push um, Jamil Jamila to like not bring her back. It's just, I don't know, right now feels a little scattershot that's all i'm with you there yeah they have created they are creating a lot of loose ends and i wouldn't be surprised i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we see no more of hulk also how rude is it to just like mid-conversation warp out of like i don't know your spaceship without saying anything but anyways um I I feel like they are creating a lot of loose ends 
And that's what I was saying. Like today I was kind of like, okay, yeah, it is starting to feel like there's a lot that they're going to have to tie up as things go forward. Particularly because we're about to have Matt Murdock is like another thread in all that stuff. So that mid-season trailer today, while Adam is off fanboying on gargoyles, holy crap, that mid-season trailer. There was just something about it that in those 10 seconds of Matt Murdock, it feels like the Daredevil season one Matt Murdock coming back into the series. So yeah, yeah they're going to have to work him in. And what I really loved about it was we had talked ahead, like it's okay for Matt to be a little more silly and goofy if this is the She-Hulk show, but the dialogue they gave him like rang so true to like the Matt we're used to, like, and the fact that it's Charlie Cox's voice helps all of that, you know? And it was, I mean, and the line in that trailer is like almost verbatim from season one of Daredevil. It definitely helped ease fans' minds. It, the trailer looked great. It looked awesome. So, Caleb, you have four young girls. Yeah. Do you, are they all watching it? Uh, so we've only done Marvel with the older two. So our twelve and nine year old are watching it. So you don't um, mind your nine year old watching it while they're talking about Captain America's virginity? No, I mean we're we're relatively open about stuff. So I mean, certainly not worse than anything in Eternals. You know, I mean. Journals had a couple naked people writhing on top of each other for a second there. So like, it's, it's certainly tamer than that. Um, no, I don't, I, it hasn't struck me as being egregious. It's probably on the edge, but I, we also try to be pretty aware that like the nine-year-olds in fourth grade, the idea that she's never heard anybody like talk about sex is ridiculous, you know, like, um it just i'm aware that it's around you know so my feeling with kids uh you know this will get played against me at some point but my general feeling with kids is that if they're too young to be ready for it they generally don't understand it and if they do understand it then they've already heard about it at school does that make sense like yeah yeah there's very little spot where they hear it and they don't know what it is and it's too early you know okay yeah Speaking of overarching plots, that's the that's got to be the overarching plot of She-Hulk. The Wrecking Crew's after Jennifer's blood because their boss sent them out for the blood, and they get it, and that's how they turn into the Wrecking Crew, and that's how we get World War Hulk. So, Adam, do you think this is the real Wrecking Crew, or are these like guys that stole the gear from the real Wrecking Crew? I think this is the real Wrecking Crew, and I think the Wrecking Crew's going to be Hulks within the MCU. Because oh. as we saw, they explained it because the mutations with Jen's DNA, right, made her instantly at the level of um, Smart Hulk or whatever you want to call it. So I would guess it just keeps progressing and that way they have an explanation on why everyone's not Hulk smash. You know, oh, this is why the Wrecking Crew got beefed up, but they still look human. And this is why we get Red Hulk. And this is why blah, blah, blah. It just keeps on mutating for the... Are Hulk's mutants? I don't know, whatever. But I think that's that's where it's going to go. I don't know how they get the uh, the blood out of her. I am going to lose my if like the post credit stinger of one of these episodes is them dragging She Hulk to some rundown barn where they have the acid bath or whatever the hell it was from Luke Cage, wasn't it? An acid bath or something? 
Yeah, abalone shells. Or if we hear about abalone shells, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, isn't it yeah, I don't know just to catch her when she's not hulked out, which she does when she goes to sleep. So, one of these guys sleeping with her. Oh, maybe, yeah. There Hmm. you go. But she would instantly hulk out and it would just stay inside of her. I mean, I feel like they could the needle, the needle, no, the yeah, the needle would stay inside of her. Yes, yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, just the way that the needle, the needle, Caleb, the needle. There was one. So th- this is super petty. This is super super petty. But um, the old biggest problem I think I have with the show so far, besides the the questionable visual effects, are uh, in episode one when Nikki's trying to convince Jen to Hulk out in the courtroom. Like, what's Titania doing? Like, she has superpowers, and you see her, like, skirmishing with cops in the background for, like, 30 seconds. And I'm like, no. Like, she would just slap them aside with one with one punch. But they needed the convincing and the inspiration. So that's my, that's my issue with the show. It's super petty. So, I mean, it's definitely cheesy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think that's just part of the cheese factor. Everything about Titania busting in was cheese. But, but short short of like the Christian Ward Black Bolt comic book, has Titania ever been anything but cheese in the comics? You know, like she doesn't strike me as a super serious character ever. So, well, and that's my thing. Like this show isn't pretending to be anything highbrow or serious or yeah you know it cheese it's cheese so that was cheesy i don't mind that there's a cheesy little fight happening so that we can get our little you know side conversation in so adam do you think are we gonna see the leader do you think are they gonna bring back uh what's his face from incredible hulk or no hmm i don't know Maybe okay. that'd be cool. I don't think so. Is the lead is the, maybe the leader is the the boss of the wrecking crew or whatever. They said something about the boss, right? I just yeah. don't want it to be like the power broker or something. I'm surprised there hasn't been that many think pieces about it yet. I I'm suspicious it could just be Titania though. Oh, true. Because true, she true, dates true. she dates um absorbing man. Right. Okay. In the comics. So the idea that like she was dating one of them and she's like, get your buddies and go get She Hulk. Seems to make sense to me. Where is Mr. Creelite? Is he dead? Or where whatever happened to him? In Agents of Shield or what? Right. Yeah. I mean, so he fought Daredevil's dad and then he lived to be an Agents of Shield. And then... uh and so I rewatched Shield recently and I still can't remember. He had like a whole messed up storyline with uh Talbot at like uh remember when Dove Cameron was mm-hmm. at uh Shield yeah. school? She he was part right. of that. Hmm. But then he got like um, he got the vibranium people in his head. I feel like he oh, maybe died right. then. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't think the people on this show will care at all. What I that probably did. yeah, they probably didn't know he, he existed. But uh, someone who wrote one of the episodes is writing something else. I can't remember the third episode. There were the people who wrote the third episodes were. Um, on a new show. What is it though? Marvel. Ironheart. Oh, no, Ironheart. Marvel. Okay. Yeah, Ironheart. 
the, I would think this would be the show if they're going to establish if S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon or not. That I mean, like, they're answering all of those questions. They're They're just, you know, going after all of these fan questions. I could see this show being like, oh, this is Creel, but not the same Creel that you watched on ABC or, you know, like. I could almost see them like bringing an actor back or something. And Jen just looks at the camera and goes, no, I'm not answering that canonicity question. And then like they just move on with it, you know. Like, no, you didn't see him anywhere else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or something. They could do it with Daredevil. Uh, They could do it with Daredevil? Or could you imagine Matt shows up and she just looks at the camera and goes, Yes, it's the same one from Netflix, okay? <laughs> or think bigger. Think the biggest possible cameo the MCU could ever do. Hugh Jackman. No. No, not even think outside the box. Mickey Mouse. I'm not sure what you're going Close. With. Close. He reports directly to Mickey Mouse. Oh, Kevin Feige. Yeah. Why not? Go meta enough to have Kevin Feige Why not? on She-Not Hulk. That'd be yeah. cool. That to would answer be awesome. the question for himself. Okay, so the Daredevil stuff. What What did you guys say while I was... I just said it would be amazing if the first time Matt shows up on screen, she just looked at camera and goes, yes, it's the Daredevil one. And then went right back to talking to Matt. See, I'm kind of hoping that she doesn't know he's Daredevil. And then when she figures out that he's Daredevil, she's mad at the audience. Like, you guys knew this and you didn't tell me? Oh... It is interesting. I haven't checked to see like how consistent, like are the fourth wall addresses. They seem to be her knowing stuff. She doesn't even know even really in the story. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not sure. I haven't really tracked that. I mean, like would Wong be a public character? I mean, she knows it's a TV show because she talks about it being a TV show. But yes, yes, they do have, I mean, they have with this fourth wall, they, they can, do stuff adam i would say i'm a little surprised i felt like this was going to be cameo crazy Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's been that much so far i mean we've gotten long and we've gotten we're not half done yet either yeah i just uh i don't know there's not quite i thought it would be a uh, the fact that they did like donnie blaze and this random elf like it seems like they're adding stuff we've never seen before to make the world fantastic (laughs) It, it's fine. I'm just curious if would you know it would be. I think a whole nother thing if like Loki had been impersonating someone. You know, like maybe. I mean, Megan the Stallion's absolutely huge for for pop culture circles, but that's true. I don't know. We have two or three episodes uh, left that that uh, Daredevil isn't in, so we'll see what happens in those two or three episodes. Okay. Yeah, the Daredevil episode should come out the Thursday of New York Comic Con. Most likely, if it's episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, you think it's that long for Daredevil? Yeah, for sure. Or eight New York Comic Con is that close? However, you want to look at it. I mean, um, Adam will have lost his freedom by then. I will. Three weeks, man. I'm uh, not uh, about the situation. I'm just crazy. I can't wait, but it's just freaking nuts. It's just nuts. All right, does that do it for She-Hulk talk? Mm-hmm. I know we can't probably say too much. Are you guys excited about D23 this weekend? Sure. Daredevil already got a new logo. Are we excited about that? It has the D's on it. So if you throw D's on a giant pile of trash, does it make that pile of trash <laughs> better? 
Rihanna doesn't care. Rihanna doesn't care about costumes. It didn't bother her that there was never interlocking D's on his suits on Netflix. If it makes people happy, then I'm excited for them. And if that's the only thing that I think is trash with this new series, then I'm thrilled. This is Rhiannon's new like theme song for dealing with Marvel fans. If it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? <laughs> <laughs> If it makes you happy, I can't. No, yeah, I can't sing on a good day. (laughs) You're you're not going. You're not going to try out for Jagged Little Pill anytime soon. No, no. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. So I'm trying to avoid. There's things I could know that I haven't even known. So I'm staying in, trying to go fresh into tomorrow morning. Um, I really hope they fill out the rest of the phase five and six calendars. Starting to be suspicious they might not, but. I, I'm relatively unspoiled going into it. Yeah. I just know somebody tweeted that they were on a plane to D23 and that Charlie Cox was on their plane. Of course, Charlie Cox being in LA is hardly like something that never happens, I'm sure. I mean, he's filming a TV show in Ireland, so it's kind of... Oh. Also, does Marvel fly them commercial? I guess that. Yeah. Some They're do. Private jets. It, it depends on the quality, Adam. Like, RDJ was not. I would. It's probably up to the actor, I would guess. And Charlie Cox doesn't strike me as the person to own his own jet. Yeah. Charlie or took the subway jet. to Daredevil filming. Like. See. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Depending, it's Disney Plus too, so he might not even get first class. Yeah. Well, that would be the perfect star. I hope he's flying like on Spirit. Man, what a good story that would be. He has to pay $12 for a cup of ramen. Oh, I saw a pretty funny sketch on, I guess it's YouTube. You know how they like are putting TikToks on YouTube now? It's like all the airlines as characters. And Spirit showed up and he was like bumming a beer off somebody else. But then he was trying to charge him $5 to use his bottle opener. <laughs> yes. Yes. I saw that same sketch. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for now, guys. We'll try to get this one out quick. We will talk about D23, hopefully sometime next week. We're going to get back. I know we've been off. We'll, we'll try to get back into a rhythm. This is mostly my fault. I've not been around. So, Well, I mean, we have all of this, and then you and I are going on a little road trip. And That's true. Yeah. The most exciting Who knows thing, what could happen? There may actually be a photo of the three of us in the same place at the same time in a month or so, which is kind of hard to imagine. It's weird that it's never happened, but since it's never happened, it's weird that it's going to happen. So, yeah, it's almost like I keep expecting Adam to be the one that bails from this, and I'm like, I think he's the one most likely to be there. But are you talking about quitting M and D? No, I mean being there. Character for all wedding three of us actually is much worse. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the joke was we thought we'd all be together before, and typically, not to like lay blame. Like, we think you're coming to New York, and then something happens where you can't come to New York. So you're the one that's saying, never showed up before. Caleb and I have met. Yeah, we've met, but you've never been there. So we're just Hey, of- no, so the ball's in your bar. I mean, you guys know where I'm going to be at my wedding, so you guys have the address and all that stuff. Well, Rihanna so was just teasing, we'll show up, and I'll be like, where's Adam? What the heck? How did this happen? Maybe. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Like, in my brain, you're the one that, like, we're least likely to see. And I'm like, no, I think Adam's going to be there this time. I am. I'll tell you what. I'm secretly at the point where I'm hoping, like, 
this might make me sound like a sociopath, but I every time we get a no RSVP, I cheer a little inside. Oh. Because I'm like, yes. More just food cause. or you just don't want to deal with that many people? I just don't. I don't. I don't like my family. <laughs> I don't like people. Um, just a bunch of things. The venue is a little bit small. Our our invites list wasn't even that big to begin with. Um, but we also, yeah, the food was a huge thing. Like we both loved the caterer, and we're like, all right, well, cheesy potatoes freeze well, so. Yes, macabmail.com. Go sign up, please. You can either go to macabre. So did you know you can either say macabre or macabre? Both of them are like I don't know. I, I know I'm not good with words, but I'm 99% sure you can pronounce it both ways. Most importantly for the URL, there is an R in that word. Yes, there is an R. Or you could go to wickedsalvation.com. Um, both go there. Because I buy 10 domains for each project and use one of them. Um, but yeah, do that and also go pre order Pigs Can't Look Up. Oh, that's right. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, go, go pre order that. Yeah. Because we'll probably, if you've got enough of you guys pre order, I'll send a message and be like, hey, all of our listeners pre ordered your book. You should come up here on it. He's like, but there's only four. 1400 pre yeah well that's more than enough (laughs) (laughs) i wish we got 1400 listeners we sent you five of them so (laughs) all right cool uh thanks for listening to the show guys we will be back enjoy d23 we'll see you